Amen. It's a pleasure to see you this morning at 8 o'clock in all the rain and on this first Sunday in February. It's a blessing of the Lord to wake up. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor real quick and say, I'm just glad to be alive. Uh, okay, let's get into the word because I want to get you out on time. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 4, verses 8 through 10 and verses 13 through 14. Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 10 and verses 13 through 14. God bless our online audience, uh, our online church, Restored Life Bible Church Online. God bless you for tuning in this morning. Um, we hope that um, something that is said will bless your heart. If you need prayer, if you want to be saved, if you just want somebody to talk to, there are ministers on duty waiting to hear from you. Just chat right next to the screen and they will be happy to minister to whatever need you have in Jesus name amen acts 4 8 through 10 and 13 through 14 and the word of the Lord reads then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them rulers of the people and elders of Israel if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man by what means he he has been made well let it be known to you all and to all of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you hold. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness, say boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated or unlearned if you have in another translation and untrained men they marveled and realized that they had been with Jesus. Um, verse 14 and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them they could say nothing against it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still in our series Selfless. We're in the third installment of that series. And for today, our subject is Bold Church. Amen. Bold Church. Look at your neighbor and say, Bold Church. Bold. Lord, we thank you for this anointing that makes teaching and preaching easy. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Bold Church. Last week, we came to the realization that Jesus wants us to get his name out of our mouths. He wants us to present him to others around us, whether it is your neighbor next to you or whether it's the person in the cubicle next to you at work or the person in the school seat next to you uh, at school or wherever you are. It may be the neighbor uh, uh, in your community, but God wants you to get his name out of your mouth. In other words, he wants you to testify of his goodness and tell your story of his greatness mm -hmm. but in order for us to be able to get his name out of our mouths we're going to have to have a specific way of thinking we're going to have to have a mindset that is different most of the time people uh, you have two sets you have the introvert and the extrovert you have the person that is always out there always talking always the life of the party and then you have 
have the wallflower. You have someone who doesn't dance when the music comes on. One who doesn't talk that much. One who doesn't say a whole lot. They just maybe watch and introspect or, or, or just stand on the sidelines. But, but in order for us to be effective disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of us have to operate under a measure of boldness. Boldness um, in, the, in the language of the day is parousia or uh, uh, parousia. Uh, it means outspokenness, outspokenness, assurance, courage, confidence to act without fear. Uh, as a matter of fact, boldness is a behavior that is born out of belief. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are bold when they know what they know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most vigorous of arguments is when you have two people who are sure that they are right about different things. Uh, uh, you right and I'm wrong and you saying you right and I'm wrong and we're going to be argumentative about it. We may be friends when we get through, but the truth of the matter is I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you believe determines how you behave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can prove it. When you know you got some money, when your number fall or your 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 um your uh, tax uh, income tax come in or, or you act a different way than you do when look how y'all looking at me. Yeah, yeah. When you got a hundred dollars in your pocket, you act different than when you had ten. Ten dollars make your shoulders slump over a little bit. Ten dollars make your head go down. But when you got some pennies in your pocket. You get squat, y'all. Your, 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 your shoulders jump back. You, you, get, oh, you know how y'all, look how y'all looking at me. I know it's 8 o'clock and I know it's raining, but that's, let's do it right. It's the same kind of walk you got when you think you sharp. Oh, yeah, when you got your regular clothes on, you just walk regular. But when you sharp, the hand automatically find your pocket. And that lingo, and you kind of got a little swag about your walk. You don't want to pimp too much, because that's old school. But you got a little dip in your walk. You know, look how y'all looking at me. You know how you feel. It's the same way when you know what you know, it changes your behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you know what you know, you're not worried about what nobody thinks. You don't, you, you don't care nothing about your opinion of me. And as a matter of fact, that's how we drop the ball as disciples. We won't talk about Jesus publicly because we are concerned about what people will think about us. Oh, yeah. If you talk about Jesus too much, you, 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 some kind of holy fied. You and them church people, you, 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 y'all know what, you, you, you are a fanatic if you talk about Jesus too much. So we don't want to be labeled. So we don't, I don't get it. I, I got to put a pin right there. Why is it that we say we believe in Jesus, but we don't want to be labeled with him? Because last time I read the Bible, it says, if you're ashamed before me in front of men, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. I, I ain't going to know you if you ain't going to know me. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, look at somebody and say, you better act like you know. Uh, uh, some of us are operating our Christendom in timidity. We are scared. We are cautious. We, we are afraid that we are going to fail. And because we are afraid, we don't move. We don't say. We don't talk. But selfless believers share with others because they are confident about what they possess. 
I know what I got. I know how powerful he is in my life. And I'm not ashamed to share it because what I got, you need. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, there's a bit of spiritual arrogance that comes along with it. Because you know, he, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And because he is, if he's good to me, he got to be good for you. Mm -hmm. uh, look at y'all looking at me. Some of y'all, some of y'all promote your favorite liquor more than you promote Jesus. Uh, you'll talk about that Hennessy. You'll talk about how it make you feel. You'll talk about, look how y'all looking at me. Don't ask me how I know. I just know what I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll say, hey, here's some of this right here. This going to get you straight. Uh-huh. Y'all yeah, don't get it. Straight means you feel all right. Straight means you tore up. This going to get you straight right here. And, and, and we, we'll promote it. We'll say, try that right there. I don't do the white. I do the brown. I do the brown. Brown more smoother than white. It'll tear you up. Give you a headache. You give all the acclimates. But when it talks about, when it's time to talk about Jesus, we timid. We don't want to say nothing because we're afraid that we don't know enough Bible. We're afraid that we don't have the proper testimony, that we don't sound churchy enough. But who asked you to sound churchy? Let me move on. Then Peter, the Bible says in verse 8, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, I'll stop right there. God gives ordinary people extraordinary boldness. You don't have to be a preacher to be bold. You, you don't have to be an elder or a prophet or a teacher. You don't have to teach Sunday school to be bold. You can sit right in your seat, turn to your neighbor, and be the boldest person in the room. Oh, yeah, 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 you can be bold at work. You can stand up and be counted for the work and the cause of Christ. What happens, though, is the enemy wants you to doubt what you possess. Uh, yeah, yeah, and doubt is the parent of intimidation. Uh, yeah, think about it. You're intimidated when you're not sure what you know. Uh, you think you got the answer, but you won't speak up in the class because you're not sure if it's totally right or not. You're not sure if you got the formula correct or not. So you sit there and watch somebody else go to the board. And they go to the board and write what you had in your mind. And you're sitting there going, I knew that. I, I could have done that. But you missed the opportunity to be impactful because the enemy told you you didn't know it and you didn't have it. Yeah, he wants you to believe that you are too regular to be extraordinary. Can I, can I, can I say this and then I'm going to move on. Don't let the devil use your issue to mute you. Uh, let me say that again. Don't let the devil use your issue to mute you. Oh yeah, when you feel like you want to talk about the goodness of God, the enemy will show you a picture of your past. Even if your past was five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll try to discourage you from opening your mouth and being a bold church because you got some issues. You got some circumstances. You got some dilemmas in your life that you still walking through. I, and I don't know about y'all in the room. I know y'all are the super saints because y'all got up in the rain early in the morning. But can I bust your super saint bubble? Everybody in this room got an issue. I ain't nobody got ain't no sense in y'all looking down on me and ain't no sense of me looking down on you because you might pray better than I do but you might need to because of the stuff that's going on in your life you might sing better than I can but you might need to sing about 12 gospel songs and get your mind right uh, yeah 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 it don't matter how talented you are in church everybody in here got an issue mm -hmm. it's too early to call your neighbor but go on and call them ring them up and tell your neighbor neighbor you got an issue somewhere around you 
Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We all have times of struggles. But, but the thing is, those of us that are called among the uh, uh, redeemed have the Holy Ghost to help us. Yeah. And to clean us. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost helps us and he cleans. Uh, Y'all missed. The Holy Ghost helps us and then he cleans us. We get stuck on help. Huh? I got in trouble. Holy Ghost helped me out of the trouble. But the Holy Ghost says I didn't only come to help you. I came to clean you. Because the truth of the matter is I'm tired of going here with you. Uh, Y'all don't want to hear that because that's sanctified talk. That's, that's clean living talk. You, you know the Holy Ghost go with you everywhere you go. He don't want to be there but he goes anyway. And so his job is to try to change your life, to clean you up, to make you make better decisions so he doesn't have to go to the places he doesn't want to go to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like riding with your partner somewhere and you hate to go. But you know you're going to ride. So what you do is you try to convince your partner why he ought not to go so you don't have to go with him. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Those who need the biggest miracles uh, 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 weren't afraid to speak out. If you look in the text of Scripture, if you search the miracles of Jesus, you will find that those who need the biggest miracles spoke out. They were bold about what they need. Mm -hmm. a, a dangerous church doesn't care about who's looking. And that's the point that I want to make to us restored life uh, that, that, that keep up with my time. That a dangerous church does not care who's looking. It, they, it doesn't matter who's watching. It doesn't matter what people think. When you are truly dangerous in your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what people think. I, I bring to mind, uh, there's a woman, there's a woman in the Bible, um, and um, uh, she had an issue. This woman had an issue, but her issue wasn't money. The Bible says that she spent all she had, so that meant she had something to spend. The Bible never mentions that she has a husband, so either she's a rich widower or she's a woman who happened to be an entrepreneur. Either way, she had some change. She had money, but she couldn't enjoy it. Uh, she had status, but she couldn't use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had uh, her condition kept her from experiencing relationships because she had an issue of blood, and because of that issue, she couldn't touch or be touched. She couldn't be around people. So how you gonna have a man in your life? How you gonna have a boyfriend and you can't touch or you can't even talk? Oh, that's a ridiculously long relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We distant. I like you, but I can't say nothing to you because the law says I cannot be around you. Uh -huh. But this woman and her belief in the healer made her bold enough not to care about who was around her. Oh, yeah, this might be all I got time for today. But, 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 but when you believe what you believe... There's a boldness that takes over you that you don't care. Oh, look here. How y'all looking? Some of the most timid of you will clown and act a fool if something go wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be looking at you with the bug eyes trying to figure out is that you or not? Because you done showed out because you truly believe in what you believe in. Mm -hmm. There's a lady uh, uh, that used to work with us, and she was the most sweet, most mild-mannered woman that we, you could ever meet. She was always pleasant and always speaking and always friendly, and then all of a sudden, uh, there was a decision made at work, and we just saw a whole other side that we had never seen before. 
I mean, she popped off from the flow to the to, from the flow up. And we all were looking at her like, is this you? Do you? I never, I never, I mean, she took it all away to the night. She took it further than the clowners do. People who normally clown were looking at her like, wow. Yeah, you, you, you get a prize. Yeah, yeah. But she believed in what she believed in enough that she didn't care. And so this woman with an issue uh, I, I, I had a, a thing in her mind. She says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So she went through a crowd that she shouldn't have. Got on the ground that she wouldn't have. And touched the garment that she couldn't have. Unless she was bold enough. Can I tell you that there are some things that your boldness qualifies you for? And if you are bold enough to step out on faith and move as when God says move, you can have some stuff that you're not supposed to have. Uh, uh, the enemy got some do not touch stuff for you. He, you can't touch it. He thinks he has it, but he wants you to be, you got, God wants you to be bold enough to step through what the enemy told you know about and get what he has for you. Uh, look how y'all looking at me. It's too early, but, 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 but you need some resistance in your life. As a matter of fact, that's why God has instructed some people to tell you no. That's why God has instituted some situations to cause resistance for you. Because he wants you to develop a boldness about you. He wants you to develop an assurity about what you believe. That you're willing to be like this woman and go through all the obstacles to get what you need. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to fight about some things. Yeah, you got to step through some, some, some no's in order to get the yes that God said for you. You're going to have to put up your, roll up your sleeves and, 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 and take your earrings off. You're going to have to grease your face. You're going to have to go ahead and stretch, get your neck cracked, and get ready to get to it, what you got to do to get what you got to get. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe I'm talking to those online, but I'm trying to encourage you. You got to be bold enough to do what you got to do. As a matter of fact, dangerous people will take risk when they know they're doing the right thing. I'll take a risk. I'll take a risk when I know it's the right thing to do. Dangerous people are bold enough to go after God and then share what they found with somebody else. Uh, yeah, the Bible says that the strong should bear the infirmities of the weak. And, when, and, if, and if, if that is true, that means that sometimes I got to partner myself with someone who's unable to go as far as I can. And I'm supposed to bring them as far as they can go and then go ahead and get what they need to strengthen them and bring it back. Those of you who are strong, go back and strengthen your brother. That means I'm, I'm bold enough to trust God for more than they can. Uh, I'm uh, looking at your neighbor say neighbor I'm trusting God for you in our text Peter stands before the leaders of the city and begins to speak with boldness not because of his preaching proudness but because of his experiences with issues I'm not eligible to speak for God because I'm good I'm eligible to speak from God for God because I'm not. Yes, yes. 
I know that sounds oxymoronic. I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds foolish. But 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 somebody keep up with my time. Y'all got clocks running, but I don't know what time it is. Thank you. Uh, um, uh, y'all, it, it, it's, 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 it's my ineligibility that makes it possible for me to speak on the goodness of God. Because how else would I have a testimony if I had not had tests? And the misnomer that many of us walk under is that that the truth of our testimony is when we pass. But sometimes the bigger truth of my testimony is when I fail. It's the times that I stumbled and God picked me up. It's the time when I made the bad decision and Christ forgave me and brushed me off and cleaned me off and started me again. It's the times when I was the prodigal son and I turned my back. I ran away from God, yet God still stood at the edge of the property and welcomed me back when I came to myself. Uh, because it, it didn't say that, uh, that the prodigal changed his mind. It says when he came to himself, when he realized what he already knew. Uh, I, that's how more people can get saved if, if they realize what they already know. Yeah, yeah, you already know God is good. You already know that Jesus is the answer for your soul. You already know that. But when you come to yourself, it was Jesus who's standing there waiting and said, baby, come on. I know, I know, I know you stank right now. I know you're filthy right now. I know you're unforgivable right now. But I have forgiveness for the unforgivable. I have a detergent for those who, who smell of the world. I got things that'll fix you. All you got to do is come on in. Come on in. Peter was bold and able to preach to the people and deal with the leaders and the elders because he knew how it felt to turn his back on Jesus and yet be restored. He knew how it felt to make bad decisions uh, uh, and witness Jesus fix up what he messed up. Oh, y'all know Peter got mad because they were getting ready to arrest Jesus and, and, and cut the man's ear off. And while Jesus is getting handcuffs put on him, Jesus takes the good hand, reaches down, grabs the man's ear, put it back on his head, and miraculously, McCure's ear is back on his head, and his hearing is 100%. I believe the hearing in that ear was better than the hearing in the other ear because Jesus touched it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Peter had to mess up for Jesus to fix it. Wait a minute. That means that Peter's bad decision caused somebody to have better hearing. Uh, you get that this evening sometime before the Super Bowl start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter's bad decision caused somebody else to be blessed, somebody else to be healed, somebody else to be delivered. What are you saying? I got to wrap this up. I got to say to you that your testimony will win the loss if you bold enough to tell it. Everybody in this room has something in their lives that they failed at. There's a bad decision in your life. There is something that you should have went right and you ran left. But through that, you experience a closeness with God that you had never experienced. It's your failure that makes you formidable. Stop being afraid of your failure. Stop being timid about talking about your struggle. But if I tell everybody go know my business, they need to know some of your business. They need to know your business, number one, so you can be accountable to somebody. They need to know your business. And another reason, because they need to be able to, you need to be able to build up your faith in what comes out of your mouth. 
Ah, God is delivering me from cussing. But every now and then, cuss man rise up in me. And when he rise up, I turn him loose. Oh, y'all looking at See, I, you know, listen, man, I hate folk to come to church and be lying like they ain't never done nothing. Yeah, yeah, you know you ain't holding that cuss back. You, you feel it rising, you open the door. Come on. You've been bound up a long time. Ow. Cuss straight for a good 10 minutes and then bring it back in. Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something going on. I have an issue, and, and God is helping me with my issue. But let me tell you, because you may be struggling with the same issue. Jesus can deliver. He can set you free. That's enough for this morning. Everybody standing. He can deliver you. He can set you free. If you're watching us online, even if you're here in our live audience, let me tell you, there's nobody that can do you like Jesus. Jesus can deliver you. He can set you free. He can make a way out of no way, but you have to try him. And the only way that you know to try him is if I tell you my story. Bold church has a story to tell, and they're not too timid to tell it. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. God, we ask you, God, to touch the timid tongues in the room. Make us bold enough in our belief in you to be able to talk about your goodness in our lives to anybody. For we understand it's the conversation that brings people to consecration. It's our words that overcome. For they overcame by the word of their testimony and through the blood of the Lamb. So it's not just your blood, it's my story that causes not only my deliverance, but gives others answers. So give us that boldness, God, to be able to be who you've called us to be and talk about it. In Jesus' name, amen. As